relationship between the chief information officer and chief marketing officer has been a topic of great debate for more than a decade. The explosion in data volume, driven by mobile, social, cloud, and more recently the Internet of Things, AI, and machine learning, is dramatically reshaping both the CIO and CMO roles. But this generational disruption, which Informatica calls Data 3.0, is also opening up opportunities for IT and marketing to collaborate more closely than ever before. Hello and welcome back to the Big Pivot Podcast, brought to you by IDG and Informatica. I'm Rob O'Regan, your host. Today we'll hear firsthand about the evolving CIO-CMO relationship from two seasoned Informatica executives, CIO Graham Thompson and CMO Sally Jenkins. Sally, thanks for joining Graham and me on the 10th episode of the Big Pivot Podcast. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. So, Graham, you and Sally started at Informatica within six months of each other in 2016. Was the fact that you were both new a help or a hindrance in establishing a good working relationship? Well, it was definitely a help. I mean, the the most obvious thing is because we were both new around about the same time, we didn't have to walk on eggshells and be defensive about the way things were. We could just buckle down and figure out what we had to to do and and work on it together. That, That was the most obvious part. But really the main thing is that when we joined, the company was transforming. So working across the management team to figure out what we had to do in order to succeed on this transformation to subscription was um, priority number one for all functions. So it wasn't as if Sally and I joined and were trying to optimize our function in isolation from the rest of the company. It was really joining together to help drive our parts of this company-wide transformation. Uh, And it was a big, this overall transformation was a big push for for change and it was much more powerful than either of us trying to optimize our own functions. Yeah, and if I can just jump in here, when I first started, I just assumed that the way that marketing worked with IT was the same old, same old. And I was hired to bring about change in marketing. So when Graham and I first met, I can remember uh, discussing with him some of the tools and technology that I thought I needed in support of the vision I had for marketing. And in fact, we had a discussion where Graham whiteboarded out for me how his organization was set up to help marketing and the other functions through this entire business transformation. So it was that point in time that I realized the way things work with IT were going to be dramatically different. And it was a breath of fresh air, quite frankly, for me, because it was not just about IT being a ticket taker or anything. They were truly a partner in the transformation that I was trying to lead for marketing. So this was a, a wonderful, wonderful and welcome surprise for me as I joined Informatica. Yeah, I think not long after that initial conversation, Sally, um, I think there was a, a period where marketing wanted to make some investments in the technology stack. And it was a great opportunity for, for us to partner and show how IT and the business functions can work most effectively together. I, I think that initial example was uh, some technology to make the, the business development manager process more streamlined and make those guys more productive. So I think our conversation went something like, uh, yeah, sure, you can go buy something and we'll deploy it for you, but we'll be much more successful if we try and figure out what we're trying to accomplish, what that big outcome is. And then uh, I can actually help you work across sales and other functions that might be that might be impacted. So I think that was a great time to have that initial conversation. Uh, and I think it was clear from then on that there was a way for us to work together to drive better outcomes at the company level rather than just looking at our functions. So Sally, talk a little bit more about how that approach compared with your previous expectations for working with IT. Well, so, you know, this is the way that Graham approached the relationship with me right from the beginning. 
it blew me away because I knew that this was going to be a different relationship and a much more valuable and constructive relationship between marketing and IT, more than I've experienced anywhere else. It was a new way of thinking. It was a new way of partnering. And, you know, I guess I shouldn't have been surprised because Informatica was going through uh, transformation across the entire business. And so the fact that Graham wanted to support marketing and work with us differently was all in support of this transformation. I think that, as Graham just mentioned, one of the key takeaways is Graham and his team were actually interested in knowing what we were trying to accomplish before we talked about any type of technology, either to build out or add to our stack. And this type of collaboration is, quite frankly, it's ingrained in the DNA of our culture. It's just the way we work. So it was, like as as I just mentioned, it was really refreshing because I knew that I was going to have a partner by my side as we um, worked our way through our own transformation in marketing. Yeah, that sounds great. So in the 2017 State of the CIO survey that IDG produces, 93% of CIOs said they're involved in some aspect of MarTech purchase decisions, either as internal consultants or decision makers. But just over half of the line of business respondents in that survey described MarTech purchases as collaborative between marketing and IT. Can you talk a little bit about how your teams collaborate on MarTech decisions? Um, yeah, I'll start. So I, I love that stat. First of all, it's almost like the one where ninety percent of people think they're above average. So yeah, the, the IT people, the IT people may think they're involved, but that involvement may be minimal. It might be a security check. It might be integration with a single sign-on or some data integration with some some other application. So you know, I think it comes down to the level of collaboration. And honestly, I, I'm not going to be any use to Sally if I don't understand what she's trying to accomplish and why she's trying to do it. So I really need to work to understand what's going on in marketing, how they measure their own effectiveness. And, and this helps me make sure that IT is solving the real business problem, not just working on projects as inputs, which is the way traditionally I think IT has operated. Yeah, and if I can just jump in, the way I think about it and look at it and I apologize if I'm using marketing speak, but I look at IT like an agency. So I hire agencies for specific expertise. And if I don't take advantage of that expertise, then I'm doing marketing and, quite frankly, the company a disservice. So they are a partner in helping me to accomplish the goals that we set out to. So that's the way I look at IT. And I, I and since I'm just used to you know, knowing how agencies work, that's the way I think about it because I'm, I'm actually hiring IT to bring that certain level of expertise to marketing. And thinking more about that stat, you know, it might be that the CIO considers themselves to be involved because they were, quote, consulted, but marketing may have been thinking, yeah, I'm going to consult them so they're not in the way later. You know, it's not really a collaboration. So instead, the way we, we try and do it is try and understand what the output is. And the output might be something like, we want to create a high-volume, low-friction campaign management process for mid-market. Right? The mid-market motion is different than the, the higher-end enterprise motion. So it needs a different set of processes, a different way of working, and possibly a different set of technology. If I don't understand that that's a big objective for our company and for, for Sally and the marketing organization, there's very little chance that we're going to position the right type of project and the right type of technology. So for me, it's all about the what we're trying to accomplish and why we're trying to do it and much less about the individual project inputs. So, you know, I think we've, we do a pretty good job of focusing together on the, on the outcome and then determine jointly what needs to be done from an organizational perspective process and then lastly, the technology side. Yeah, and so if you think about it, a large part of what I 
think about every day is how marketing supports sales and customer acquisition. And so with what Graham just mentioned, his approach helps me bring a more holistic approach to sales and marketing. So instead of having this siloed approach to not just my thinking, but the systems that support it, we then have a single integrated business system that gives sales and marketing that same view into pipeline management, lead conversion, and all of that is because of IT and the support that they bring marketing. Building off of that, there's an ongoing debate about who should own the technology budget, whether that should live in IT or in other functional groups like marketing. You both have an evolved perspective on who should own the IT budget across functional groups. Can you explain that a little bit? Yeah, if I can jump in. So that's interesting because I've heard that for many years. And I don't think of it that way because I think of I I get a, a, a set budget and I don't think of it as this is for IT, this is for marketing. I look at my budget holistically and try to understand how do I apply that budget to what I'm trying to accomplish. So I don't split it out into IT. I think that's actually kind of the old way of thinking. So I look at what I'm trying to accomplish. And then if I think there's some sort of involvement needed from IT, that's when I go and have the conversation with Graham around what I'm trying to accomplish and what he suggests we consider. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think who pays for it at the end of the day, whose budget it shows up in, is a fairly simplistic way to think about it. Um, There are certain things that companies want to do. They want to accurately capture the costs of sales and marketing. So they will assign technology costs into both the sales organization and the marketing cost so that we can accurately report on that. But that doesn't mean that it's exclusively a sales decision or a marketing decision. These, These are management team decisions and they need to be focused on optimizing the outcome for the whole system, not just for one for one individual function. So I don't really pay much attention to where the budget sits. It's all informatica budget at the end of the day. And instead, we're focused much more on what needs to be done year to year to drive our uh, highest priorities. The priorities always change. And something that was uh, a focus last year, maybe in sales, is maybe less of a focus this year. Maybe this year we're focused much more on buyer's journey and and driving renewals for subscription than we are on the initial uh, land part of uh, of uh, of selling the right software solutions to our to our customers. So, uh, you know, I think looking at who owns the budget is a, a fairly unsophisticated way to look at this. That makes a lot of sense, Sally. How does data factor into your marketing strategy, and how do you and Graham align on that? Well, and not just because I work for Informatica, but data plays a huge role in all phases of marketing. So if you start at the top and think of think of it kind of in a waterfall format, marketing shapes the customer perception. That's where the brand comes into play and awareness of the value proposition that Informatica plays in the marketplace. That then aligns to the customer journey and all of this is, is in support of generating pipeline. Each of those stages along the, the waterfall is driven by data. Right, so and, and that is the enabler of the underlying customer experience. So if we understand what we're trying to do and, and, and understand that it should be powered by data, then that helps us know everything we can about the customer because marketing's job, if you will, is understanding how to deliver the right message at the right place at the right time, all within a delivering a terrific customer experience. And I can't do any of that without the partnership from IT because they are what fuels that. 
Yeah, so I think one example of that, Sally, that you and I have discussed quite a lot recently is, you know, if you think about how uh, the buyer journey and how a customer may demo one of our cloud products, so you think about how that process and how that data has to hang together across different different functions. So it might start on your website where the customer comes in and says, I'd like to try this product. That then has to trigger a provisioning event in the R&D function, which is then going to deploy and, and let the customer know that their environment's ready. And then as they go through their journey on the demo, there's indicators that you can use to stimulate some nurture, positive or negative nurture as they go through that that journey. We, we can't do that if we're not thinking about this end to end. You know, it can't just be uh, we look at the R&D part of the process, then we look at the marketing part of the process, and then the sales part of the process. It's all about the customer. So we need to be looking at this whole thing end to end from the customer's perspective. And I think we've been successful thinking that way. And um, that's what we, we expect to be delivering against in the next the next 12 months or so. And then, you know, if, if IT, IT will be much better able to monitor and approve the technology impact on the company if we can measure some of the outcomes that we're generating by making these technology investments. You mentioned the customer focus. Uh, one final stat to share from the state of the CIO study. 71% of the CIOs we talked to said they occasionally or frequently meet with external customers. Now, that's a big shift from the internally focused CIO of years past. Graham, what's your take on the importance of meeting with Informatica's customers? <laughs> yeah, firstly, I'd ask what the other 29% are doing. But beyond that, you know, I think it's really important. Meeting with customers gives me the opportunity to share with them what we're going through and how we solve some of our own data system and business process challenges. And it also builds a great deal of credibility when we share that we faced many of the same problems that they're going to face. And when they look, when an IT person looks another IT person in the eye and they talk about how difficult this is, which is not always a conversation they have with salespeople, it's a lot more authentic and, and believable. And sometimes they are much more likely to want to go into battle with someone that's gone through this before, rather than with someone that's telling them it's going to be really really easy. It also enables me to learn from the things that they've learned and gives me some insights into their biggest biggest challenges, insights from an angle that we may not otherwise learn about either through our sales team or our, our product team. And we're all transforming, you know, we are, our customers are, and while that flavor of transformation is different, there's always something that as practitioners we can we can learn. And, and the last thing here is it's never a sales meeting. It's a discussion about the common opportunities and challenges we have as IT people and then sharing information. And I learn a ton from these discussions with our customers. And and uh, it's a, a great way to get inspired by some of the amazing things that they're doing with our products. So beyond the collaboration that you two have with each other, how do you ensure that your teams are working effectively together toward common objectives? Yeah, that's a, good, that's a good point. You know, it's one thing for Sally and I to be aligned, but it's really important that the, the folks doing the real work throughout the organizations are aligned. And it's really about constant collaboration and, and both of us reminding the team to focus on the, on the outcomes. You know, the old IT and business engagement model was to assign, maybe you would assign an IT leader to each functional line of business to be their advocate, you know, learn their business and make sure IT was aligned with their priorities. But I think as IT moves more towards products over projects or bimodal, as, as Gartner call it, uh, I found it much more effective to establish this joint ownership of processes like campaign to opportunity for Sally and I and have a leader in IT and a leader in marketing responsible for the effectiveness and the fitness for purpose of that, that process. That drives that joint ac accountability at the outcome level rather than uh, it being a, 
a customer supplier relationship where marketing has a, the idea and then IT's jobs to go go execute against it. I think um, we've evolved a lot over the last 10 years as IT people and started, and I think the more we start to think about it this way, the better it's going to be. Yeah, and I'd, I'd like to give an example of that. So um, recently, just a couple months ago, we launched a new lead management process here at Informatica, and that required that we bring together our expertise on the business process side, along with our expertise in the tools and technology side. And thankfully, I have a killer marketing ops team here that brought these two disciplines together. So our marketing operations team, they have to work cross-functionally, not just with IT, but also with sales and R&D that drove and helped drive many small projects together working in concert. So it's this teamwork that's the key to success of the project because we can't operate the business without sales and marketing having a single point of view on what's working and or what's not on the lead management side. And again, IT was the foundation of making that work. That's a great example. Let's look at it from the flip side. What are the consequences for the business if the CIO and CMO don't work well together? Oh, so that takes us back like 10 years. So the consequences can be enormous from not just wasting money, company money, but time and our resources, and quite frankly, it can have a negative impact on customer satisfaction and ultimately losing business. So I, I, it's, it's a must-have. This new way of working is a must-have, not a nice-to-have. Yeah, and I think if you, know, if you and I are not aligned, our teams will find a way to work together. We've got great teams, and uh, they'll find a way to transactionally work together. So we'll go back to the old world where marketing will make a request, IT will grudgingly prioritize all those requests against everyone else's. We'll probably execute half of them. And then, uh, you know, we risk flawlessly executing the wrong stuff, uh, which is the, you know, the biggest waste in, uh, in both, of our, both of our functions. And it really, it can't be transactional. It can't be a, a customer supplier relationship. It has to be focused on a joint outcome. And then that will encourage the CIO and my team to bring in leaders from other functions. You mentioned the connected sales and marketing process for driving campaign to opportunity. If we designed that in isolation with sales only and with marketing only, we wouldn't have had that seamless end-to-end process. So we ended up as a company with a better outcome than if both functions had just worked one-on-one with IT. Sally, based on the experiences you've shared today, what advice do you have for other CMOs that are looking to forge more productive relationships with their CIO? Well, you know, first, I, 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 you have to have your marketing team understand expectations of how marketing and IT should work together. You know, thankfully, I have a CIO who wants to forge this new relationship. And so I've shared that. I mean, even as recent as earlier this week, I shot an email to one of my team members reminding him how Graham wants to work with marketing versus us just telling IT something that we like or don't like about the support. So I think setting expectations within our own team is step one. Um, Step two is investing the time in making sure that, in my case, that Graham understands and buys into the vision that we set out to do. We had many meetings um, as I was driving the company's repositioning and rebrand this time last year, where I sat down with Graham and shared with him the progress we were making on our vision, and that ultimately was going to lead to how we work together. So I think that common collaboration and discussion amongst the CMO and CIO is key. And then the, the third area is creating this common ground or common language, and of course, all based on data. 
so that we have this common ground for the entire business and especially for Graham and me. So I, I just want to make sure that understanding the consequences of decoupling the customer experience from data. I made I gave a couple of examples earlier around the lead management process that we worked on together. I mean, we had many conversations between Graham and me in that instance, along with our head of sales, to make sure that we were all on the same page as to what we were going to do and the output we were going to get. Were we all happy with that? So, and then, you know, as the other example I use is around customer experience. And if, if data is at the heart of that, you can't decouple the customer experience with the data in terms of reading, reaching the right person at the right time with the right message. And, you know, IT is is a, a big part, plays a big role in that. And so those are the three things that I think you need to kind of lay the groundwork inside the company and with, with the two different teams to understand how things are different. That's great advice, particularly the part around finding common ground. Graham, last question. How should CIOs who don't feel in sync with their CMO start to build a better relationship? Well, I think the first thing is definitely seek to understand what the marketing team is really trying to accomplish. And by that, I don't mean what projects are on their list. I mean, what are the business outcomes that they're being held accountable for? You know, I think we've all seen marketing, you know, change back and forth between demand gen, pipeline management, brand, buyer's journey. You know, the focus is going to be different based on where the company is and its journey. So I think that's the most important thing, really understand what they're trying to accomplish. And then you got to understand that marketing people are different from salespeople and different from finance people. You know, great marketing people are really focused on the customer, focused on the brand, and communicating the value of the company. Uh, these days, they're also much more tech savvy, and they'll hire tech savvy people, especially in the as the marketing technology becomes much more powerful and and easier to easier to use. And they really like best of breed, and they really like speed. So. As a CIO, if you don't understand this and you show up and want to have a conversation about optimizing the IT application portfolio and simplicity and the power of a platform instead of best of breed, you're going to look like you don't understand what's going on and, and be uh, irrelevant. And then you'll just go back to being a project factory. And there are things you can do together. Um, Sally mentioned the importance of data and the customer journey. And sometimes the CIO can see opportunities to do things that the marketing team may not because we're working with sales and R&D and customer support. So my advice would be go grab a coffee and talk about that stuff. Good things always happen over coffee. Uh, Sally and Graham, thanks for a great discussion. It's clear that you're aligned around data-driven marketing and technology investments focused on business outcomes. And you provided some great takeaways for others looking to build a strong and productive CIO-CMO relationship. Thanks, as always, to our listeners for tuning into today's episode. Catch all of the Big Pivot episodes with Graham and other special guests by subscribing to the IDG Tech Talk channel on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play. For IDG and Informatica, I'm Rob O'Regan. <laughs>